This episode may contain adult themes and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Sorry. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Film Critic of the Common Man podcast. While other film podcasts might try to rob banks, our tattoos would undoubtedly give us away. Uh, every, every episode we discuss a film from the perspective of a film critic and the perspective of a common man, we may not agree, but it certainly will not be boring. I'm your co-host, Ben Miller. I'm your I'm film critic, and I write about films from my own site, Ice Cream for Freaks. I enjoy my brother and common man co-host, Mr. Six Inches himself, Jake Miller. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awesome. How y'all doing? <laughs> doing pretty Mr. good. Six inches here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the best. The, the, like all the throwaway lines in this movie is like they're really just like ah, Mr. Six Inches. I'm like okay. Um, also, uh, and I'm, I might have to. Point, this would be a good time to point it out. John Hamm famously well endowed. So uh, apparently. Um, from from the scoops of everything that's happening um it is a Yikes. new week it is uh it is oscar week this is dropping a uh, a day early thanks to the oscars so uh thanks for having us here on a normal saturday see the light streaming mm-hmm. in jake it's one of those sunny days it's same here bud <laughs> and yeah no it's the same thing here but yeah, it, it actually like the lights coming in. Like, <laughs> it actually is. What are we doing? It actually is a good thing for the sake of our uh, case uh, for a sunny day. But uh, if you cannot tell from all the things we've been talking about, we are talking about the film The Town, directed by Ben Affleck, written by Ben Affleck, Peter Craig, and Aaron Stockard, uh, based on the book Prince of Thieves by Chuck Hogan, starring Ben Affleck, Rebecca Hall, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Blake Lively, and Chris Cooper, co-starring Titus Welliver, Victor Garber, Slain rapper actor slain owen burke dennis mclaughlin and pete postlewaith uh, opened on september 8th 2010 at the venice international film festival went wide september 17th 2010 uh pretty good box office for the kind of film it is a very adult r-rated crime drama uh 92 million in uh, u.s 61.6.8 million international excuse me 154 million on a 37 million dollar budget doing just fine for itself nominated for only one oscar but a very well-deserved oscar nomination best supporting actor for jeremy renner uh lost to christian bale for the fighter a something that has no problem uh losing right. to no problem uh rotten tomatoes uh 92 from critics 85 percent audience i'm shocked that it's not way higher on the audience it seems like one of those seem i really was- thought I thought, be, I thought it'd be a flip, like the critics would be a little less receptive to it. Um, so this is the, uh, this is technically the second movie that Ben Affleck had ever directed uh, after Gone Baby Gone. Um, this is the first time he decided to star in his own movie. And I'll do a quick plot summary of uh, The Town. The Town is uh, essentially about the story of four neighborhood friends in Charlestown, Boston, uh, Doug McRae, played by Ben Affleck. Uh, Jim Coughlin, played by Jeremy Renner. Um, Glonzy? That's tough to say. Glonzy, yes. Glonzy. Glonzy. It's Glonzy. Uh, that's, uh, that's the rapper, Slade. And then uh, Des yeah. Eldon. Um, there are four friends. They've been robbing banks for a while. They're just, you know, they one of those guys, the, a group of guys who never leaves, uh, never leaves their hometown. They uh, rob a bank and uh, uh, Doug is 
kind of the essential leader of the bank, leader of the group, but is more level-headed than the rest of them. Jim, much more a hothead, takes the bank manager uh, hostage in order to help facilitate the bank robbery, lets her go unharmed. So after finding out that Claire lives in the neighborhood, Doug follows her and find out how much she told the police and kind of understands that she actually sees one of Jim's tattoos and it's like, okay, well, doesn't want Jim to do anything about it. And so he's he kind of hanging out with her, but actually a romance begins to develop and goes from there. Um, as they get closer, um, the at the same time, the FBI, uh, the FBI has some agents, uh, specifically Special Agent Adam Frawley, played by John Hamm, and his partner, uh, Detective Dino Klampa, played by Titus Williver. Uh, Dino was a member of that community and became an FBI agent. Um, they are uh, find, trying to go after the group, trying to discover everything that's going on and trying to catch them in the act. Um, they have an armored car robbery in the north end of Boston in the middle of the day. It goes somewhat awry, but is successful. Um, and then uh, Doug wants to go away and leave the town behind, essentially, and ask Claire to go with him, which she accepts. But Frowley learns that Claire uh, finds out the connection between Claire and Doug um, and wants to prosecute her as an accessory, assuming she's actually in on it. Um, they want to have kind of one final hurrah of a bank robbery uh, headed off by uh, Pete Postlewaite, uh, Fergie, um, the kind of local crime boss. You say, well, I want you to rob mm -hmm. Fenway Park. And the, so it's like, okay, well, we'll rob Fenway Park and then we'll, I'll leave and that'll be that. Uh, they go and rob it, but unfortunately uh, it goes very wrong despite getting the $3.5 million. Um, both uh, both uh, Glonzi and Dez are killed. And then uh, uh, Jim is caught out on the street and shot by the FBI um, after suicide by cop, essentially saying he's not gonna go back to prison. Um, Doug is able to escape with the money um, and wants to reunite with Claire, but he sees that the FBI has infiltrated her. Uh, she tips him off to say, hey, you know, the FBI is here with the sunny day comment. Uh, Doug decides mm -hmm. to leave a little bit of money for her, uh, and then he goes down to Florida, and uh, kind of a happy ending, as happy as, happy as this kind of movie could be as far as a happy ending. It is very much an ending, uh, as Doug is hanging out in Florida, um, and uh, Claire donates the money to uh, refurbish a hockey rink that Doug used to play in, in the name of his mother. There's yeah. uh, there's a lot uh, there there's you know cops versus robbers and anti hero films in general. Mm -hmm. um, you know Doug Doug is a character uh, he's easy to empathize with because obviously just compared to everybody else he's like well he has a set of morals he doesn't want to kill people he yes he's robbing banks but he's he tries to do it the smart way um, yeah and pretty much pretty much every decision he makes you kind of on his side even though he's like oh he's shooting at cops you're like no 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 this is this part of the deal he killed his friend like there's always there's always it, it's it's such an interesting way to present an anti-hero where he really doesn't do anything all that good he's a bank robber from the jump yeah no i mean he's a bad guy the whole time but he's a smart bad guy and one with principles at yes. least you know they you know at one point um with that robbery um, I think, uh, Renner's character, Jim, he's like, Hey, if they want to die for $10 an hour, yeah, then 
don't get in their way. And he's like, no one has to get hurt. We can just aim for engine blocks and, 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 and you like, know, and so, I mean, he has, he has a stronger moral purpose. Whereas I think the others in the group, a are less intelligent and B are just, uh, thrills money yeah it's 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 funny even that that scene specifically where they're kind of setting up the bar the robbery and he's and affleck or uh, yeah uh, doug's kind of like well you know i don't like the i don't like the driver he's a he's a clint eastwood type he's like he's gonna do something trying to be heroic and whenever you have somebody who's going to be trying to be heroic there it's a good chance to get somebody killed like and and he recognizes that and he what it's it's not necessarily he's like yes i want to rob this thing and yeah i'll pistol whip somebody for the sake of yeah they have a mm-hmm. concussion all that kind of stuff but i'm but it's it's not i'm not taking money out of their pocket and it's a good point is they want to die for ten dollars an hour being an armored truck driver does not exactly seem like a uh a job you exactly want to do well and i think like their first their first robbery, I think he's talking about the armored car driver. He mm. goes, ex cop, he's fifty seven years old. Yeah, you know, you see him later. He's re- reading a newspaper while the other guy trucks out yeah. the money or whatever. Yeah. You know, and then what you're talking about um, on that other robbery where he goes, he's young. He wears his fucking vest outside of his shirt. Yep. His pants are fucking tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> like he basically recognizes like this guy's an armored truck driver that thinks he's what does he say? Like he's he thinks he's, he's G.I. Joe or he's something itching, like that. He's itching for a holdup. It's all he wants. He wants a holdup. And like, yeah, yeah that's why he joined. It. Yeah. It was his fastest path to get a gun. Yeah, exactly. And he's kind of recognizing like, okay, this, not that, not that this guy's going to be a badass. That's something interesting. I, I don't think he says we should hit this because this guy is going to be like a Navy SEAL or SWAT or something. It's, he's going to be fucking stupid and he's going to push our hand. Yep. And that's what happened. It's, it's really, that's a, it's a really interesting dynamic and all that. And the kind of stuff that he, that's what makes him so different than everybody else is he thinks to those levels as opposed to everything else. Um, The, the heists in this movie, like the, the robberies themselves are really well done. They're really dynamic and, uh, more than anything, I was watching. I was watching that clip for the armored, the the midday armored truck. Um, mm. It takes it's the actual uh, the actual robbery minute and a half. Like yeah, they they roll up, come out, hit the one guy, hit the other guy. They're loading up the money. They see the guy come out. They hold the guy holds Doug hostage. Jim shoots him, and they're gone. I mean, it is. This is it's it's not the yeah. It's not, this is not dog day afternoon. They're not hanging in there. Right. Like trying to, and then the circumstances are like, okay, well, we got to shoot at the cops for the purposes of getting away. But it's not like a thing where, uh, the, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic of how this movie has with cops, interestingly. Like, um, yes. just because like the FBI agents are obviously kind of being the good guys, not being the good guys, but the righteous 
kinds. But at the same well, time, sure. sure, you shouldn't rob banks. Shouldn't rob banks. But at the same time, that scene at the end of that armored truck scene, when they're switching and they have the guns, they have the money, they look over and they see the one cop. And the cop yep. goes, nope, I don't feel it's the exact opposite of the of the armored truck guy. It's yeah, I, I this yeah. is self-preservation, baby. Well, yeah. And I mean, how stupid really would you have to be to just jump out and draw down on five guys with yes. rifles? Yes. You know, and he's like, I'm working a traffic detail here. I got <laughs> I got 18 months until um, <laughs> until I hit pension. I got and child like, support payments. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you're, if you got a brain in your head, you go, I ain't going to win that one. Nope. I ain't going to try. You got the number. You just so, look at the numbers and you're like, well, I didn't see anything. And yeah. Ex- yeah. And it's, it's, by God, I'm blocking traffic at this intersection, though. I did yeah. my fucking job and <laughs> didn't get fucking smoked for it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, um, Aff, uh, you know, Affleck self-directing himself. Um, I uh, I see a lot of you can kind of tell what Affleck was going for with a lot of the things he's doing in this movie. Like you can tell his influences, especially uh, Michael Mann's Heat from 1995, the the famous yeah. the famous bank robbery scene at the end of that that's kind of yeah. the the idea of he was going for with the visceral like the the deafening gunshots the um how everybody just kind of stops and it's just like this is a big huge thing and mm-hmm. you can t- the I- i'm really impressed with how well he does action especially from gone baby gone because gone baby gone is not a very action-packed movie it's very, no, very dramatic little. heavy and he really cranks it up in this really gets that action up there it, it, he doesn't he, he he parses it out when it has to it's not like a it's not like a non-stop thing but man when yeah. it gets there it gets up there and the adrenaline is pumping yeah the um that freaking the parking garage yes the fenway parking garage shootout that's a great shootout scene yes i mean it really is I there's uh, yeah it's that's uh if you like shoot 'em ups, then that'll give you that that aspect of it. You one know of my, what I mean? One of my favorite things about that scene is the sense of atmosphere. Like, okay, you're you're in you're, it's like you're in a base in the parking garage of Fenway Park, but you're like, okay, I know where I am. Uh, you're you're in the Fenway Park on the other side of that fence is all the FBI guys. You had FBI guys down this way, you got FBI this way. You understand the claustrophobia, you understand the stakes, you understand what's going on and kind of how everything is happening like and it's 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 a it's a really good set design and and everything and the structure of everything um it's 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 a really cool thing that just everybody does i want to i want to point out this is a uh ben affleck shooting a uh assault rifle um my one of my favorite things in movies is to watch somebody shoot a submachine gun or a machine gun an automatic weapon and watch their Mm. face uh, Affleck, it, it, most people do what Affleck does in this movie, kind of pursing lips and, ooh, uh, uh, Bruce Willis is an all time goofy faced machine gun shooter. But, um, it, it, in addition to this one, uh, just in the future, whenever you see somebody shooting a machine gun, just look at the stupid faces they make. It's just, you never notice. Um, 
So this is you know what my face makes whenever I shoot an automatic <laughs> weapon. <laughs> smiling, it's just a just a just a sm- ear to ear smile. You're like, this is fun. <laughs> Christmas morning, man. <laughs> this movie is incredibly, incredibly Bostonian. Um, yes. We talked about we obviously had our departed episode. Um, but you know, this is up there as far as one of the most Boston movies you can get. Um, yeah, it's just like just like it's uh, it was not difficult for Mark Wahlberg to play a Boston asshole. It's not difficult for Ben Affleck to play a Boston knucklehead who's a little smarter than everybody kind of thinks he is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And my understanding is it. Yeah, he's from Boston, but he mm-hmm. didn't grow up privileged. I mean, he yes. was he was kind of uh, from he was the on the rougher. lower side of things. Yeah, and and you know you kind of look at everybody else and. Everybody, it, the actors in this are so good that you're like, oh, they're they're probably from Boston. You're like, well, um, Jeremy Renner isn't. Jer- I think he's from California. Um, and then uh, obviously I he was English. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Rebecca Hall is English. Um, okay. Uh, no, uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Renner's from Modesto, California. Uh, Slain okay. Slain is from Boston. He is these. One of the most oh, Bostonish yeah. person ever. Uh, same, same thing. That with guy Oldberg. didn't act. <laughs> same thing with Oldenburg. Yeah, he didn't have to do anything. He just, he's just Affleck showing up. What's my name? Got it. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I call you this. You call me that. Yeah, pretty All much. Right. Um, and apparently, whenever, uh, whenever they showed up on set, uh, Blake Lively had been going kind of deep into trying to get the accent and Affleck wondered it's like oh well where'd you grow up around here she goes no 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 I'm, I think she's from California too like just mm-hmm. but man her accent like that that kind of the one of the things this movie kind of gets is the you know we're we're, we're used to the trailer trash rednecks this is yep. the equivalent of trailer trash rednecks from the northeast this is what all these yep. people are this is just what they know yeah and I think it, it's a bit re- reminiscent of maybe some movies like uh, like Eight Mile. I'm not saying mm. that's a cinematic masterpiece. I know but what you mean. Just saying is like, well, let's be honest. Like a lot of times if you think a poor white person, rough upbringing, rough side of town – then you probably think trailer trash redneck. Yeah, generally. Yeah. But it's there, there, there are different in levels. Detroit and Boston and Dallas and Houston. Yeah, they, and yeah, there there are different levels of like thinking of how of 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 poverty in different subgenres of places. Like whenever we think of it, we think of Southern as in idiots living in trailer parks spitting into coffee cans and that's the kind of thing we think of they northeast is probably more like this and and you know you think you just described me (laughs) well you don't live in a trailer but you you have you have you have actual walls um but i mean at the same time like even bricks on this some bitch (laughs) even even like you said eight mile that's a different type of poverty as well it's white poverty yeah. in the middle of black poverty so it's not it's yeah. that's there are all these different types of 
uh, things. And it's just, it's just like, well, this is my circumstances. These are my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that kind of ingrains you that much more into your environment. It's like, well, why are you mm -hmm. a bank robber? Because everybody's bank robbers. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And... It was, uh, I, I think there's, uh, what, there's a couple quotes at the, like, uh, credits of yeah. the, the opening credits where they said it was a family business and yeah. Charleston. I mean, it, the, the, the skills were passed on from generation to generation. Yeah. It's like, that's what we do. We rob shit. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and you know what, I mean, a lot of times, uh, especially amongst boys turning into men, they tend to gravitate towards what their dad did. Yeah. Yeah. It, you it's, know, it's just, I it's mean, what they know it's, and it's not even, it's not even based off of like, Oh, well, my dad, my dad's a plumber. So I'm going to be a plumber. Yeah. There is that. But at the same time, just based off of like, my dad was an asshole. So I'm probably an asshole. Like it's, it's, it's kind of just emulating what you know. And well, yeah. And you know, there, there, there are a few people that, uh, have the ability to go the complete opposite direction sure. and go, okay, I want to be opposite of that. More often than not, it's like, that's, that's just what I know. So yeah. why, why change lanes at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it, the, the, and, and the family dynamics of all this as well. It's, it's, yeah, I've known Jim for a long time and so uh, we talk, We haven't really talked much about Blake Lively's character. Um, her, uh, what is her, uh, uh, Krista? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. Krista. So it's it's not necessarily that like Krista is, um, you know, somebody that's like, oh, this is this is who Doug has been wanting his whole life. It's like, no, no, no. It's just your best friend's goofy, slutty sister. Like, it's it's kind of in the vicinity of like, well, why would I not? Because she's there and she's a mess. So it's it, it, it it's it's it i always think of this whenever i drive through small towns i'm like whenever i'm in the, there's a high school of let's say 100 people it's like well your options are so limited you don't actually mm. it's like what is your actual choices and what is just what's left essentially like yeah well and it's kind of and i, I I'm going to dive deeper into this much yeah. deeper. So I'll, sure. I'll kind of glaze over it right now, but <laughs> it's like, um, you know, there's this scene in the bar, uh, with, uh, what's his name? John Hamm. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. uh, yeah. And Blake lively they're at the bar and, uh, he goes, how long have you known Doug Douglas McCray? She goes, how long have I known Dougie? My whole life, my whole life. Yeah. It's so it's, it's, I mean, it's almost tragic, you know, that she's like, he's everything she wants. Mm -hmm. And the only thing he wants is to get the hell out not, of there. Not, you know not, I mean? She's, she's the, she's the epitome of what he absolutely does not want to be nailed down to. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily anything bad she did. It's just that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this is, this is the first time Affleck had directed himself. Um, I think he does a really good job of, I think he has a really good uh, performance in a movie where he self-directs. Like it's a very mm -hmm. much like from the jump, he doesn't overdo the, Hey, I'm going to make myself look awesome. I'm going to make myself look perfect. Mm -hmm. 
but very much uh, righteous, I guess, and just much more intelligent than probably what's on the page. Um, I really liked Affleck's. I like Affleck as an actor probably more than most people. Yeah. Well, there's this is one of the movies where I think you really see him see him show, you know, because I mean, there's like Pearl Harbor. Mm. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right, man. I mean, it's kind of put on and campy and sure, this sure. Uh, Armageddon. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, now those were his early days. Sure. Granted, but yeah, this is one of those where you go, this dude's not just a teenage heartthrob. He's a legit actor. He's, he's, yeah, he's not, doing work. Not to mention, you know, he's he's only done the one movie, Gone Baby Gone. It, it 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 received really good critical acclaim. It was a minor hit. It wasn't by any means a flop or anything. But I mean, mm. this is him going like he's personally invested in it. It's his thing. Like he wrote yeah. it, he directed it, he produced it, he's starring in it. He's like, this is all kind of on my shoulders, and I'm really gonna have to step my game up. It's kind of like mm-hmm. having the skin in the game is worthwhile. Like, why would you like? You 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 put all your cards on the table. You kind of got to step it up and make it happen. And he really does. Yeah, and something I can appreciate about this movie is that, uh, I mean, it comes across as very authentic. Like yes. we've yes. said before. Like I mean, Boston you need Donnie Wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, what's the saying? Right, what you know. Yep okay act in what you know yeah and, i mean some people obviously do brilliant jobs mm-hmm. being something completely different but you can see a natural a natural fit there yeah like yeah you know i mean i can only i can only think that if me and you uh played a couple of guys from texas we would we, do we would do way, way better, better than, than people, yes than being uh two dudes from boston yes or yes. i or mean whatever i mean you... not to, there's a level of like if if that's a great example so if we go into if we were playing in a movie where we're guys from texas we would just have that level of comfort if we were had to put yeah. on boston accents we'd have this level of unsure like we're just like i don't feel yeah. like it doesn't matter how much i practice how good they say it is it's like i doesn't feel right like, yeah. See, like if I put on an English accent or an Australian accent, a Bostonian accent, you name it, even if I could freaking nail it, I would always have this insecurity of the real, the real locals are going to know they're going to pick up They're They're going to say something's a bit off. We talked but about it. Whenever our, you're yeah. playing your own, you know, for me and you, like, oh, I have to play a guy from Texas. Well, I'll just talk like myself. Talk like I normally talk like, yeah. And, and if we, someone says you're not from Texas. Was... We talked about it in our Eastern Promises episode, like that that Vigo Mortensen yes. accent. He doesn't do anything wrong, but it doesn't ever really fit. And yeah, but at the same time, like I got like we talked about in our last Mohicans. That the the accent level for Daniel Day Lewis is impeccable, so it, it feels yeah. lived in. Like you got those different levels, um, and and like you said, with this, it's just that level of comfort gives that another level of believability. The guy who does the best is Jeremy Renner, who mm-hmm. 
fits in like a glove, despite being in no way involved in anything Northeastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he is incredible in this. So believable. Just so just, just a, like you you know those you know those guys who are just like give you nonstop grief, but they're your friend, and that's just what they yeah. are. Like it sucks. Yeah, but they're always going to get you into trouble. They're going to be there in a now be there in a pinch. But they'll get you out of it too. That's the that this like man, why would you have to shoot the guard? And it's like, well, he was there. We had like he had you by gunpoint. I had to shoot him. But at the same time, it's the same guy who can say, "We're I I, I can't tell you. You can't ask me about it. We're going to go hurt some people. Whose car we're taking? It just it's it's the yeah. It's almost a cliche at this point. But I mean, that's that's yeah. what you're looking for in that guy. Yeah, it's to me this. That line, this movie could stand without it. Mm, yeah, it's it's a good movie without yeah. it, mm-hmm. but that encapsulates the whole thing. Yeah. If you ask me, yeah, is uh, yeah, Doug comes in. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're gonna hurt some people. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Whose car we take? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's and without without and a little it, bit of hesitation, not even the littlest bit, just like, yep, let's do this, and we're going. And and even when they're in there beating up the guys, he's like, I don't know what you did to piss my brother off, but I mean, it's like, but this is he's what like. Usually, do. I'm the hothead, but you <laughs> pissed that guy off. So, yeah. <laughs> so. It's, it's it's funny how the dynamic changes. Yeah, Renner is, and you know, it's the really interesting uh, physical dynamic between Renner and. Uh, Affleck because Affleck's a big guy. Affleck's like six three six. He's a big, oh really? He's a big boy, and Renner is not. Renner's a tiny little man, and just but the the difference in the like the gentle giant versus like the furious little Napoleon guy, the guy with the Napoleon complex, and just kind of going back and forth. They're really well complemented each other. I think the most important scene is that scene next to the next to the cemetery where he where they fight yes and talk about like it's like i i didn't i didn't kill that guy just because i wanted to kill him i killed him because i did it for you he said he was going to kill you so i had to kill him and that was it and i went to jail and it sucked and i'll never go back to jail and it kind of nine years nine years he lays down every single reason this this and this and this all happened and it's it's such a it's a great way to deliver uh you know, expeditional, uh, you know, uh, in that stupid dialogue you have to do fill in the blanks in a fun way, mm. in, in a dynamic, interesting way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's something like a lot of people can probably relate to is like just growing up in your hometown. Like, I mean, we, we moved, moved around a, a bunch yeah. and yeah. so it wasn't, um, we don't have but, that level of connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I live where I live because it's the deepest roots I have, but yeah, I agree, but yeah, that's a conflict. A lot of people, uh, I think deal with is trying to put their past behind them and go somewhere where the past can't follow them. And then there's some people that go, no, this is home. We're family. That's that. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and if, that's the, that's if the you leave, 
Yeah. That's the two uh, ideologies that are fighting against each other in this film. And it's, yeah. yeah. And obviously uh, personified in Affleck and Runner. On the flip side of that, uh, now, have you seen Mad Men? Do you, have you ever seen any episodes of Mad Men or you have? Yes. Okay. So yeah. obviously this is in the thick of Mad Men hype. So John Hamm is yeah. Don Draper and that's who he is. And as soon as essentially that, that show gets big and he's like, he's the star of it. He's winning him. He's left and right. Once this happens, every, every movie in the world, is like, okay, we got to make John Hamm be a thing in movies. Mm. And this is one of his first roles. And he friggin' nails it. And, and yeah, then he, he and then nobody knows what to do with him. Nobody makes it work again. Nobody makes it work in a, in a correct way. Like he's fine in other stuff. He's good in other mm -hmm. stuff, but this is the closest any, any movie has gotten to be like, this is the John Hamm you want. Like, yeah, he's, he's really incredible in this. I mean, he does such a good job of being highly intelligent, highly charismatic, uh, forceful, uh, and I mean, you almost root for him, mm -hmm. but even though he's willing to get gritty and you kind of see his dirty side, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, he's, he, he's not an angel. No. Um, he uses some tactics that I can tell you aren't <laughs> exactly legal, but. So, so just, there's a, there's an alternate version of this movie where I think Affleck had a longer director's cut. It came out and I think he's shown it, but it's just a little bit of extra scenes on what goes on. But um, one of the more interesting parts of it is that scene with Ham and Blake Lively is there's a little more to that scene. And it kind of gets to the point where he might be doing some, he might come across as worse. Like he's, he's going sleazier and kind of like hitting mm -hmm. on her more and kind of, crossing that line even further and i think i think how the movie works is i really like how the movie works where he is by no he's incorruptible he's he's one of those elliot ness types that yes you're not gonna you're not untouchable gonna get, you're yeah you're not gonna be able to get him on a side of like oh uh hey man we're you know we think it take a bribe he's not gonna do that especially in that scene that great interrogation in, interrogation where he's like yeah He's like, I'm not, he's like, when you're back, I have to slap you to shut up. So I'm just, I'm the guy to tell you, you're going to go fuck yourself. Like that, that, that level of quiet intensity is mm -hmm. why you sign John Hamm up. And if you make it, if you make him that much worse, it makes it like, who, like you, you kind of always have to stand on the side of like, okay, there are anti-heroes, but who is the person? Who's the good? Who is the all the way good? And and he's as close. It's as he like can. life. Yeah, it's no, true. No it's, one. It's true. Um, but here's here's an argument I would I would make in counter to saying that he's not corruptible or okay. anything like that is is the way that he went after Douglas McRae, mm. the route he took is he knew that a female was his weakness mm -hmm. and and that's how he could get to him how is exploiting that female to get to him any different than the florist 
with Douglas McRae's yeah. mom because his dad said he wouldn't work for him and was going to do his own thing. And he got his mom hooked on drugs yeah, to and, mess her up and to the, compromise and near the, him. And, and near the end of the film, like he's like, Krista, do you want to see your kid ever again? You got to help us. Like it's, it's, and he, he has no, he has no way to know that, that things are going to be fine. If, if you help us, like he can put in the word obviously, but I mean, it's, it's, he, he's singularly focused on catching McRae. Like that's, that's yeah. what he cares about. And he's going to take that level. And even in that speech with the interrogation, you know, we talk about, oh, he can't, I can't be corrupted. But he said, man, if I had two minutes, I'd suffocate that son of a bitch armored car guy. <laughs> so you could go so to, that we so, got so we get you on a murder charge. Yes. I mean, it's, it's that level of uh, that level. And I, I really like his, uh, and it's just a cool dynamic of a character. Like, yes, yes like the, Usually, like you said, those FBI guys are in normal movies are like saints, like, uh, like mm-hmm. an Elliot Ness type, and he is by no means a saint. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's- yeah, it's there's a lot you can do with specifically law enforcement characters sure. as well sure. as as just making them. Um, I mean, there's just an extra level of complexity because they're all human but they're doing this job where they have to always be the good guy. Yep. And so there's a, there's automatically going to be like a man versus man conflict sure. that is just comes with it. So yeah. they're, that's, I mean, count the cop movies, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's, it, it's so there, why? It's there for a why? reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we haven't talked about Claire, Rebecca Hall. Um the essentially driving force of the movie that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Um, if, if I really like Rebecca, mm-hmm. I, I love Rebecca Hall as an actress and I like, yeah. I like her in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think Claire is unnecessary to the movie, but if Claire is not in the movie, I'm not sure much changes. I, I still, he, he, he would look for a way to be getting out of Boston regardless. And he would be looking for a way yes. out and away from this and all that kind of stuff. She's just kind of the, hey, you're the catalyst for why I want to get out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think I think you can see that um, Douglas McRae already wants to get out. He's mm-hmm. already pulling back Yeah. before he meets her. And she's maybe the the straw that broke the camel's back or yeah, something where yeah. he he sees someone, you know, that's an outsider mm-hmm. and like, oh, OK, there's, you know, maybe there's a nicer life. Yes. You know, and she's and- she's a, a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe when he was already searching for the light at the yes. end of the tunnel. And, you and, know what I mean? And, and like we had talked about compared to Krista, like she's not Boston. That's not what she is. And she mm. is, it's not a, it's like, oh, she's a, she works at a bank. She has intelligence. She, all this kind of stuff, like just a, a quieter persona, not the, you know, yelling at the neighbors type person, brash, brashness. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such an interesting character to kind of throw in this dynamic, but um, 
one that's it's like I really like that scene where they're out on a date and then Jim shows up. And, yeah, and it's it's like tense. we're talking about tension. It's like it's like oh no, oh no. It's like is she going to see the tattoo? Is uh, is is Jim going to make some terrible decision? And it kind of bases on everything. It's like oh well, Doug still wants to keep in this level of being having these separations. Uh, it's such a great scene. Um, Worlds collide. Yeah, uh, Rebecca Hall though, uh, kind of a really interesting career. Um, first thing I ever saw her in, probably the first thing you ever saw her in, uh, from the prestige, um, playing Christian Bale's wife, uh, who eventually kills herself. Um, the prestige, the magicians, Julie magicians with, uh, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. You haven't seen oh. the prestige. Okay. I was just saying, say, I was just saying, okay. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And then she was, uh, she, uh, she gets some critical, a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, she was in a Woody Allen movie, Victi Cristina Barcelona. And then she was in the movie Frost Nixon, uh, a very superfluous character. One of those like, oh, the the uh, David Frost's girlfriend, uh, one of those type of things is in the town. And that's really like after the town, everybody's like, OK, well, she's kind of going to be a big thing. Um, she played a role in Iron Man 3, where, again, People don't really know what to do with her. She's kind of like the female John Hamm. Like, she's great. And then they put her in a mm -hmm. movie, and they don't really have much to do with her. Um, she was in a movie called Christine from 2016. She plays uh, she plays Christine Chubbuck. Do you know who Christine Chubbuck is? No, she, no she, clue. She was a woman uh, who was a newscaster, and she shot herself live on the air. Oh, wow. And uh, kind of Bud Dyer herself. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and uh, that's kind of the uh, that's the most acclaim she's gotten lately. She's actually does some directing. She did directed a movie uh, called Passing from two years ago. Um, really good movie there. OK, then she's in this movie called Resurrection from last year. And I want to tell you about this movie. Um, she plays this woman who is uh, everything's going well. She's a single mom. Uh, but her daughter's about to go to college. Everything's good. And she's kind of a quiet, reserved lady. And then one day, uh, Tim Roth shows up like in a, in a class she's in and she loses her mind. She's like freaks out and leaves. And, uh, and then she keeps seeing him around like in various places at stores and parks and stuff like that. It turns out that he uh, was like a guy who kind of brainwashed her whenever he was young whenever she was younger and he's kind of come back and it goes in such crazy ass directions i don't want to spoil it for you just for the sake of you watching the movie it is one of the wackiest things i've ever seen um it seems like something your wife would love just cackling with glee at how insane it is it's called resurrection um really good i i Really enjoyed it. Nice 103 minutes. Uh, exceptional performance from Rebecca Hall. Um, I'm a big Rebecca Hall fan, so uh, please do go seek that out if you get the chance. Fans as well. I think it's on it's on VOD. Uh, so by uh, by all means, check out Rebecca Hall. Uh, we will take a quick break and then we will come back. All right, we are back. Uh, before we get to, uh, before we move on, I want to talk about the 2010 Oscars real quick. So uh, the town, 
nominated just for the one for Jeremy Renner, um, probably was just on the outside of a Best Picture nomination. Um, I just want to put in context where everything was for the Oscars. So in 2008, there were only five nominees for Best Picture, and it had been like that for a long, long time. Uh, but in 2008, The Dark Knight and Wally was not nominated for Best Picture. Everybody lost their minds and said, well, there needs to be more Best Picture nominees. And so they did that in 19, in, uh, in 2009, they expanded it. Uh, unfortunately, you get things like The Blind Side uh, yeah. nominated, nominated for Best Picture and everybody kind of goes, uh, okay, well. So the next year, 2010, um, they exp it's expanded, you get 10 nominees. The town does not make it. What does make mm -hmm. it? The King's Speech wins, the Social Network, Inception, Toy Story 3, True Grit, the True Grit remake, uh, mm. 127 Hours. Yes. Um, there's a, uh, The Fighter. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen Black Swan. Uh, I never watched that. It, that's yeah. a that's a wild, but I've heard of it. That's a great good wild movie, and then two small movies called "The Kids Are All Right" uh, about a lesbian couple and their sperm donor, and "Winner's Bone," the movie that essentially got Jennifer Lawrence into the limelight. All I'm saying is, I would put any Best Picture lineup top to bottom against 2010s because whenever like the yeah. town the town doesn't make it, you know you're doing something pretty good, like. Yeah, we're, we're probably gonna have to do a true true grid episode, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> completely. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, man, there's there's some up there like the King Speech, even though it's not necessarily like it's it's it, it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster. It's still a good movie. Yeah, and then um, yeah, in, there's a lot in there. It's Inception. Like, I know you love the fighter. Yeah, the fight. Yeah, and you know why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great. I mean, great movie. Except they they killed my girl in it. <laughs> Man. Uh, Shit, tragic. Oh. <laughs> now I'm a big Rachel McAdams fan. If if our viewers or listeners don't know, then if she's in it, I'll watch it. Jake, I my favorite thing about you is. Um, the idea of of your your just confidence going into it. It's like, oh, they killed your girl, Rachel McAdams. <sighs> That's Southpaw Jake. Um, <laughs> that is <laughs> Appaloosa Hildago point two two point oh. <laughs> no, it's so perfect. The <laughs> the fighter is the one with God uh, damn it. With the foot, the my fighter is the one with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale as his drug addicted brother, who is a boxer, and Amy Adams is in it. You might not have seen the fighter from the sound of things. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, you mean to edit that? Why have you not? Why why have you not fired me at this point? <laughs> this is why I have you here. I need this type of. You, this is people are like the fighter. Oh, that's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Rachel McAdams. Like, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it seems right. <laughs> I love it. Whatever. No, uh, but uh, <laughs> that was that was worth. Speaking of that, 
perfect segue. It is time for poll for a dumbass. There you go. I <laughs> every, set it up. Every that week. was on purpose. That everyone, everyone out there, listen. Oh, every week I go through the filmography. I do that on purpose. Put Jake's cinematic knowledge to the test. He gets close enough on a lot of these things, guys. So, I mean, eh. it's, it's okay. Today, we're talking about the Oscar nominee from this movie. Um, got Oscar nominations in back-to-back years because he got a Best Actor nomination the year before for The Hurt Locker. We're talking about Jeremy Renner. Um, yeah. A kind of an odd start to his career. Um, he was in really a lot of goofy TV and not really doing anything. Um, and then he was in a the first Jeffrey Dahmer movie. He was Jeffrey Dahmer. It was called Dahmer back from 19, from 2002. Uh, very small. Nobody really saw it. The first thing anybody really saw him in uh, was in 2003. I think we talked about this movie on the Colin, uh, uh, we talked about Colin Farrell SWAT. He's the bad oh, guy. He's, yeah. the, he's the bad guy in SWAT. Hmm. It's, it's one of those nah. things you look, you look back on, and you're like, it was Jeremy Renner? It's like, yeah, it was Jeremy Renner. Like, I would have to watch it again to, remember he's he's yeah. it, like i remember it specifically because at the time i'm like this guy who is this guy uh just kind of seemed out of nowhere um 2005 uh starting to get a little more uh movement in more high profile things um have you seen the movie north country it stars uh charlie's Theron. it's based on a true story about um a class action lawsuit about sexual harassment um charlie's Theron is a uh is living in Minnesota and she works at a, uh, a mill or a, a, a mine, uh, a mine, excuse me. She works at a mine and uh, her and her females, female uh, coworkers are being sexually harassed in very, very bad ways. Uh, so they bring a class action lawsuit and he is one of the other mine workers who was also a friend of, Char- he's really good in it. It's in a really good movie. It's just a, uh, well, it's as you can say, as you can imagine, not exactly the happiest of uh, not that uplifting, not exactly uplifting. Yes, not exactly uplifting. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, not a bad, not a bad movie to check out. This is a this is one of the movies I saw on his list. I was like, this is the one I'm not sure if you've seen, and it could really go either way if you like it or not. He plays um, one of the many people in the movie, uh, a, a large cast, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Mm. It's a, I know it's a, it's a handful of movie to talk about. It's a, I, I, think, it's, I think it's almost a masterpiece. Uh, Brad Pitt plays Jesse James. He plays, um, and then Casey Affleck plays the coward Robert Ford. Um, and it is essentially a long story about how the Ford brothers sync up with the James clan and the allure of Jesse James and the end of his life. And it's, it's an exceptional movie. Maybe Brad Pitt's best performance. Um, got uh, Casey Affleck an Oscar nomination. One of the more beautiful movies that have ever been made. It's incredibly shot. Um, I thought there was an outside chance you'd have seen it, but it's uh, no. But that sounds right up my alley, really. It's it's uh, kind of it's like revisionist western, but it's it's a cool cool movie. And uh, you know, he's uh, Renner is one of the many cast and characters in there. I think it's pretty historically accurate. I mean, 
Jesse James, Robert Ford, Frank James, Charlie Ford, uh, Sam Rockwell plays Charlie Ford, uh, Robert Ford's brother. Um, obviously, these are real people with all these interesting things in there. It's it's a big cast. Uh, Mary Louise Parker, Zoe Deschanel, uh, a lot of cool people in that movie. Um, I wouldn't I would suggest check it out. And we just talked about it earlier. The best picture winner from 2009, his first best actor nomination um and uh probably the movie he will forever be known for the hurt locker oh uh, yeah great movie great movie um the uh, i i will freely admit uh probably the first movie i ever pirated i because oh. <laughs> uh i watched it i the funny thing about it is i watched it uh in halves because of the way the pirating was and it started right whenever Ray Fiennes gets killed uh, when they're in the uh -huh. desert and, and, and I'm watching it all the way through. I'm like, this is a funny movie. It really jumps in. And then I watched the second half and I went, I'm an idiot. And I just, <laughs> the credits are rolling and I'm like, Oh, I'm stupid, but an exceptional movie. Um, yeah. Great movie. Great. Yeah. Just a top to bottom. Um, the, 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 the original uh, probably the best Iraq war movie. Yeah, I think so. I think it I I think it did a great job of uh kind of speaking to a lot of experiences where yes. uh as far as veterans coming home. Yeah. And you think, okay, your war's done, you're back home, that's what you wanted. You're but it's it, not right. You really it, un it's, you really you understand the mentality of wanting to reenlist. Yeah. Like yeah, and you, yeah. It's I used to really fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. That's like it's and it's, now I'm picking out free cleaning out pebbles. Cleaning out gutters. It's like, and yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh I think I'd rather get shot at. Yeah, it's funny of you all the, I mean? of all the really dynamic, interesting things that movie does, the last 20 minutes, that last 10, 15 minutes yeah. is really the most important part of the movie. It um, absolutely is. So uh so he comes off the hurt locker, comes right into the town, gets the Oscar nomination. Um after that, they are like, okay, you're going to be a big star in pretty much everything. Um, they threw him in the fourth. Um, have you seen the fourth Mission Impossible? The one mm -hmm. with him, the first one with him. He's Mission Impossible Ghost no. Protocol. That's the one where they're in Dubai um, and they're scaling the Burj Khalifa. And um, it's, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty dynamic, interesting scene, but a good movie. I, I like all the Mission Impossible movies personally. I think they're really interesting and well done. Um, but he pops in there and then he pops in the Marvel universe. Have you seen the Avengers? No, I know you're not big Marvel guy. Uh, he's, he's, not. he is the bow and arrow man himself. Clint Barton. He is Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, yeah. the thing he is known for now, a movie I know you have seen a Jason Bourne movie without Jason Bourne, the Bourne legacy. Yes. I've seen all, all the Bournes. So I really like the Born Legacy. Uh, there is a like an hour stretch of the Born Legacy that is really, really, really good. Like mm -hmm. from whenever they try to kill Rachel Vice all the way until yeah. he gets sick. Like that stretch is just like perfect filmmaking. Unfortunately, there's a little bit of fluff on each side, but I mean, really interesting movie. Um, like you like all the Born movies, you said. Yes. Okay, you're Love way them. you're way on the board side. I get it. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, now a movie I know you have seen for a fact, 
on your shelf every year, a yearly watch, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. No. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is a thing. Um, it's never what, heard of it. <laughs> it's essentially Hansel and Gretel escape the witch, grow up, and they're witch hunters, and the script writes it's the script in cocaine writes itself, right? Well, cocaine helps. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a it's a movie I have not seen. And uh, I probably will not see anytime soon. Um, nah. So uh, reteaming, uh, he he's he's done doing. Uh, he kind of sticks with certain directors and certain actors. Uh, more Christian Bale uh, along the same lines as well. Um, have you seen the film American Hustle? That's the ab scam uh, movie where uh, con artists and politicians. Um, do you know what I mean by ab scam? Yeah. Yeah, that's the I don't ab- think I have. I, I think it's really well done. Um, I, it, it's lost its luster in the last couple of years. I like American Hustle. It's fun. Great Christian Bale performance. Uh, Bradley Cooper acting like he's on cocaine. I don't know if he's actually on cocaine, but he's acting like he is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, good movie. I like it. Um, so I... I I'm a little surprised that like the subjects matter, the subject matter that he is involved in movie wise is stuff you care about, but you just haven't seen the movies. Yeah. A, uh, another one, um, pretty much along the same exact lines. Um, in 2000, I, I just wanted to include this one, 2014, mm-hmm. uh, Jer- Renner plays the lead, sing- uh, the lead in kill the messenger. Mm. Uh, kill the messenger is he plays no. Gary, Gary Webb who uh, was a um, journalist who essentially, I believe he uh, found out about the uh, Iran-Contra money, I think. Oh, okay. And he, uh, or it's something something about dark money and stuff like that having to do with the CIA. Mm -hmm. The CIA essentially had a smear campaign against him, essentially destroyed destroyed his career, and he ended up dead a couple years later. It's, it's I mean, weird how that yeah, happens kind of funny to, uh, by the way uh, uh killed himself with two gunshot wounds to the face yeah that happens a lot yeah well you know sometimes you know you're in a maximum security facility on suicide watch and the two guards <laughs> take a nap and you know cameras don't work and you hang yourself i mean it happens i don't know Happens Weird shit happens. Okay, <laughs> folks. Um, so that was in 2014. Um, well-received movie. Uh, didn't not, not a whole lot of people didn't see it. Uh, does a another Mission Impossible movie. Does a couple uh, more Marvel movies. And then in 2016, um, have you seen the movie Arrival with Amy Adams? These big, mm. these big, uh, like 16 big uh, UFO type things land in various parts of the of the world. And these scientists all kind of get together and try to figure out what these aliens want. I love it. I know a lot of people who hate it. I love the movie. Um, he plays a kind of a, a very much a supporting role, but uh, I'm not surprised you haven't seen Arrival. He does some stuff that I'm like, if it's not a Marvel movie or not Mission Impossible, I guess it's just kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Oh, wait. Will Smith 
Uh, <laughs> no. No. Oh, no, you were doing okay. You're, okay. Uh, I'm making fun of myself. I, I know, I know. I was to say uh, that's 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 great. I love I'm I'm proud I'm proud of you for leaning into the skid. Um one of the bridge bridge brothers. <laughs> okay. The guy only- from Christmas vacation. <laughs> okay. All I, right. I only got two more for you. So that's enough. Um so one uh this one from 2017. Um, another movie we might have to do on this podcast, Wind River. Uh, uh, yes, you almost have... positive. Okay. Describe he's... it. So he's uh, he's like a tracker in uh, he's a U.S. Fish and Wildlife tracker in um, 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 Wyoming, and mm-hmm. uh, they find a dead woman in the snow. Yep. And yep. him and Elizabeth Olsen go in. Yep. Yeah. That's yes, a... I have seen that. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. And John Barnthal showing up in it. A lot of like, yes, I don't, um, it was really small. Uh, I don't know why a whole lot of people didn't see it, but I love wind river. Um, yeah, I do too. Now that you mention it, it's kind of one of those, it's like easy to forget, but you think about it and you're like, Oh, that was good. That was really good. Why is good. that yeah. not a bigger deal? Yeah, it's it's um there there's a term that people use uh, called a movie that doesn't exist. Like it is a movie, mm-hmm. but like it just doesn't li- stay in the consciousness for some whatever reason. So yeah, um, I'm and uh, I got one more movie for you. Reteaming with John Hamm, uh, the the Ham Renner reconnection that everybody needed. Have you seen the film Tag? No. Um, it's based off of a true story of a bunch of friends who played tag way into their forties. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot more fun than you'd think it is. Um, and <laughs> Renner is kind of like the champion of tag that his friends just, it's like, no, no, they play for like one month out of the year and he just can't be tagged and he's just really good at it. And he's like a ninja type thing. It's a real fun, goofy movie. Um, if you're, if you're, hey. uh, if you're if it's a Saturday night and you're like, what are you gonna watch? And it's like, well, tags on, perfect. Um, Ham's having a lot right. of fun. Ed Helms, a lot of uh, Ela Fisher in there. A lot of it's a it's it's fun. I highly recommend you check it out. It's more like an action movie. Um, <laughs> so that does it for Jeremy Renner. Jake, um, you got four. Uh, yeah. You got SWAT, The Hurt Locker, The Born Legacy, and Wind River. Um, no on North Country, uh, Assassination of Jesse James by the Carol Robert Ford, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Avengers, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, American Hustle, Kill the Messenger, Arrival, and Tag. Um, unless you mix some of those up, four out of 13. That, I don't know if that's your worst one, but I, that's, that's probably my worst one, one of your worst. That's impressive. I'm, I'm proud of you. But can we uh, just like count the ones that I thought we were talking about? <laughs> Yes, it's like there's the benefit of the doubt being what it is. <laughs> All right, buddy, um, I, I think it's about that time. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Uh, all right. Well, I just showed myself to be a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm putting you in the hot box, Ben. Each episode set of me staring the conversation. Jake Peppers me with a series of questions that I must answer truthfully. Sometimes it's trivia. Sometimes it is not Sometimes you got a hair or you got, you got a print off that car and you have to act like it is an authentic print. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you got for me? All right. Um, for this one, I kind of have a special 
Okay. A special approach on this one. I like it. I want to have a lively debate. Ah, on, yes. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> the character Claire, yes. played by Rebecca Hall, obviously, and the mm -hmm. uh, uh, character Krista, played by Blake Lively. Yes. Okay. I'm going to attempt to make an argument for Blake Lively's character here. Okay, please, please. I okay. like it. I like it. So obviously, if I asked you which one, like which one are you going to wife up? What's the obvious? The white Claire's obviously the wife. It, it, on paper, it's obviously the wife. Like there's mm -hmm. no, there's no third woman in this movie at all. <laughs> so it's it's. You know, if you do the F Mary kill, it's like, well, obviously F Karista, Mary Claire, and then kill nobody. Like, yeah. So on paper, at least. All right. On paper. And I agree. Yes. That's uh, logical. But let me ask you a series of questions okay. and see if I might be able to change your mind okay. or at least sway you in a certain direction. I got you. All right. Uh, you have to call your wife. Okay. Okay. Either way. Okay. All right. And say, I crap my pants out of pizza planet. <laughs> okay. And I need you to get me replacement clothing or just come pick me up real okay. quick. Like, okay. Okay. Real quick. Like, okay. Which one are you going with? Okay, so who's who's gonna come in and not judge you for having crapped your pants and get you the hell out of there? Okay, so I know you're leaning towards Krista on this one, but I want you to keep in mind that she might be oxy high and she might not be available to pick you up. And well, no. that that's that, that's on the other now, as far as the like, okay, but she's you gotta there. keep in mind. Okay, we're coming come from the perspective that you're Ben Affleck. Okay. 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 You're his, you're you're Dougie McCray. So she's all about you. Okay. So yeah, yeah, so you you are correct. There is no hesitation from Krista to go get Dougie because he just crapped his pants at a pizza planet. Like there's right. I mean, it's it's the very much like, hey, I crap my pants. You gotta come get me. Whose car are we taking? Very much a that type of mentality. That's what you're, I'm saying. You're not wrong. I'll I'll give you that. Okay. okay. You gotta call your old lady. Something happened. Okay. We we gotta I gotta get rid of a body. Yes, yes, yes. Um some something happened. We gotta get rid of a body. If we don't do this right, I'm going to prison. Which one are you going for? unquestionably krista because it's, it's not even a question now now the problem is is you said we have to do it right so i don't go to prison and krista sure seems like the type of person who is gonna fuck something up like oh i left my i left my personalized nail True. clippers there um and mm -hmm. um now the yeah, if you do it with claire she might hide the body but she's going to be morally racked for the rest of her life it's not going to be something that's easy to overcome she'll squeal she'll squeal yeah it'll eventually be something that she can't yeah she has to save herself but krista it, you're right krista is the answer all right 
Uh, let's see. Um, I love this. Okay. <laughs> Who? Here's the thing. Affleck's character, Dougie, Doug, basically his entire relationship with Claire is based on complete lies. Correct. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I would argue not the foundation of a good relationship. True. As, as messed up as their history might be, his relationship with Krista completely based on them knowing absolutely everything about each other, including all the skeletons in their closet, the whole bit. 100%. Um, it's like, especially like you said, the skeletons, like it's, it's the, the, the kind of running theory that Jim is like, no, no, no. Our, my, my nephew or niece, uh, the, the kid, uh, the girl, it's a, is it a girl. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. The little girl, uh, Blake Lively's oh, shine. daughter. Shine. Yeah, shine. Shine. Shine, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Jim goes under the expectation that that's Doug's, and Doug is right. He's like, it's not, and then it's like, she's not mine. Almost, yeah. forgot, I almost forgot the book. It it's not implied. The book, it's Fergie's. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's gross. Weird. Well, that changes things. <laughs> but still, we're talking about a movie. Yeah, we we are talking about a movie. You're right. You're right. So um yeah, but um you're right. Like as far as compatibility and like the actual compatibility, not even like who if you're if you're trying to uh, like like attracts like those it's definitely Krista. Yeah, it's Doug's trying to get away from it. That's why he goes to Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. So uh Let's see. All right. <laughs> okay. This is wonderful. Who's hotter? If 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 we're just talking about like time and place, like I said, I love Rebecca Hall. But I mean, there's something about crazy Blake Lively. It's, it's 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 not like I'm not talking about Blake Lively and Rebecca Hall. I'm talking about the people, the Claire and Krista, crazy mm -hmm. Krista or yes. Claire, like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be some wacky fun. But you're I mean, I mean, we 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 literally two episodes ago, we had an entire episode about how Ben Affleck should not marry a crazy woman. And you're trying to make yeah. the argument. I don't know. <laughs> now, now she's it, even birds with broken wings need to find their nest. Put that on a pillow. I, love I it. would, I would argue that the birds with the broken wings need the, the nest more than those that can fly. I think that's okay. fair. I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> That's great. I, Basically, I, I just feel like uh, I, I love your argument. I love, I love it. It's Chris would be your ride and die. Absolutely, she's not going anywhere. But she ends up snitching. But she does snitching. I mean, but so does, but so does Claire. So I mean, they both yeah. do. They both do. It's not. Oh, it, 
but but both are both are cases of self-preservation. It's not like it's not like oh you pissed me off and I'm leaving. It's yes you pissed me off, but then she got a DUI, and well. she was, and she had oxy and cocaine in her system. So we're like, well, well, not a whole lot of options. Yeah. Uh. All right. I, I like your argument. Yeah. I, okay. Wait. I retract the entire thing. <laughs> okay. Women will stab you right in the back. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hot they are. I, I, I know where Critic Common Pod uh, endorse anything Jake says. This is his own opinion and it is expressed as such. Thank you. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, just a blanket but statement. <laughs> I would not turn down an opportunity to be ridden on my couch by Blake Lively. No. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You're not I, wrong controversial you're not wrong that's 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 the that's the thesis statement of this whole podcast jake yeah yeah (laughs) i love it all right ben that's all i got you're out of the hot box man good deal buddy you know we missed we didn't talk about pete postlewaite at all i love pete postlewaite in this movie and i love pete postlewaite in general uh this is not his last movie but i think this is like his second to last movie yeah so uh but but great in this movie fergie is such a disgusting character like why is he so gross to start not never really doing anything gross he's fucking ruthless oh it's oh man just and sitting there just trimming trimming roses yeah and it's such a benign uh setting Mm -hmm. you know like flower shop yeah the florist you know yeah but then he you know he's talking to doug and basically explains how he how he neutered his dad basically by taking out his mom and you know a druggy suicidal chick you know he he knows how to cut deep yeah even if he's sitting there just truman roses yeah you know it's yeah he's yeah he's he's especially unlikable and boy what a but he does a great job and man what a great what a great ending for fergie though is like hey i gotta clip your nuts for you it's like oh baby (laughs) yes sir (laughs) um all right jake is there anything else you have uh for the town now it's Man, it's it, it's a really really great movie. Uh, what's your I film, would say what's your, what's your film rating? Super high. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I would watch it anytime. Every time I watch it, Very I get watchable. I get a little something more out of it. Uh, it's gritty. It's definitely not for the kids or anything, nope. but uh, it's it's gritty it's uh it's well done it's superbly acted yes superbly acted Mm -hmm. i cannot think of someone who acted in this movie that screwed it up i agree i agree really like titus welliver we never talked about him at all he was great um yeah uh uh chris cooper has that one scene and we haven't talked about him at all yeah except except for that movie yeah and uh chris cooper does great great job yeah I, I also really like this. I got four and a half out of five stars. It's my th- number three yeah. movie from 2010. Um, yeah. except, I think it's exceptionally well done. Um, I don't know if it's better than Gone Baby Gone, but it might be. I, it's I think it is. It's a different, they're different types of movies. 
They are. Uh, yeah. They're very I, different. I probably but. leaned more towards the town, but um, yeah. So I really enjoy this movie as well. Um, one last thing before we go, uh, special, I want to shout out to Jeremy Renner. Hopefully he gets better as he is uh, recovering from being run over by a snowplow a couple uh, months ago. Yeah. And I uh, heard he might lose his leg. Did I he? mean, it's, I don't think he did, but I mean, it's going to be like a long road back to like, yeah, looking, I mean, it sounds like it was a real mess. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, he's always yeah. so he's always so good in everything. So it's nice. Do you watch? Yeah. Mayor, do you watch uh, uh, Mayor Kingstown? No, I. But I've seen the commercials for yeah. it, and it looks it looks good. It's, it's, it's I just, dynamic, I've never so gotten around to it. I might have but. to get around to it too. All right. I think that just about does it for this episode of the Film Critic, the Common Man. Thank you so very much for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at NebisBen, on Letterboxd and Neb810, on Instagram, Ben Miller Movies. Check out my website, Ice Cream for Freaks, and I, you can follow my other writings on the Film Experience and Cinema Scholars. Got my final Oscar predictions out. Uh, Oscars are, uh, whenever this episode drops, it'll be tomorrow. Um, thinking uh, pretty optimistic about everything, everywhere, all at once being the best picture uh, winner um if you uh that's a wacky movie if you have the chance to see it um you can also find me on other pods as i'm dealing through some podcasting jake where can the people find you banging it out at 9 a.m on the south side man i'll be doing oxy with blake lively <laughs> if i have any way to figure that out mr six inches himself <laughs> make sure to follow the podcast on twitter create a comment pod please like subscribe rate and review enjoy the show wherever you get your podcast we'll catch you guys next time we got a little bit of a mini 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 series at the end of april we're really yeah. excited for movies from our childhood that we kind of admit are bad but we like yeah. them anyway uh we got a double episode essentially next week so uh you guys buckle in that's gonna be a fun one thanks so yeah. much for joining us guys See y'all. Sick!